The following episode of Criterionauts discusses the movie My Life as a Dog. They kill the fucking dog. Don't watch this movie. Gene Wilder actors in it. Who's budget Gene Wilder? The uncle? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's fair. I was like, oh, yeah, he's kind of like, he kind of looks like Gene Wilder, but and he's kind of goofy like he is in Willy Wonka, but also not enough and weirdly perverted almost. And, um, yeah, he's, I called him Uncle Curly, so that's probably yeah. why I didn't know who you're talking about. Budget Gene Wilder. Budget Gene Wilder, got it. Yeah, that's that tracks. Uh, welcome to an all-new episode of Criterionauts. I'm Criterionaut Joey. I'm Criterionaut Brian. And this episode, we are watching My Life as a Dog, uh, Criterion Spine 178, with an IMDb rating of 7.7, 7, with 14,277 votes, Rotten Tomato score of 100%, 30 reviews. Really? 100%? 100%. Wow. I mean, yeah. You know, they went back. Yeah, I guess. So that's 1985 Sweden. Directed by Lasse Hallstrom. I really wanted to go... Lassie Hallstrom? Lasse Hallstrom. I called him Lassie, because uh, my life is a dog, and Lassie uh, the dog. I yeah. get it. Written by Lasse Hallstrom, Radar Johnson, and Braz Bronstrom. Braz I really wanted some Swedish meatballs. We should do the whole episode as a oh, Swedish no, show. Oh, little girl in the sock and the boys in the hot dog in the Here's what Swedish party in the hot dog Here's what Criterion has to say about my life as a dog. <laughs> my life is a dog. Tells the story of Ingmar, a 12-year-old from a working-class family sent to live with his uncle in the country village when his mother falls ill. There, with the help of the warm-hearted eccentrics who populate the town, the boy finds refuge from his misfortunes an unexpected adventure, featuring an incredibly mature and unaffected performance by the young Anton Glazilian. This film is beloved in bittersweet evocation of the struggles and joys of childhood from Oscar-nominated director Lassie Holstrom. <laughs> oh, and the Lassie bro. Oh, the, oh, and the Lassie dog. We're going to just <laughs> gonna not make it through this. <laughs> and you can turn off the podcast now. <laughs> this is the peak. <laughs> so the reason we watched this, it's a couple episodes back at this point, but we found we need it. was like, we're going to have to... Palette cleanse, yeah, because we did Antichrist, Realm of the Senses. We're like, let's watch a one that's probably okay. So we found uh, Tom Lennon and 
Robert Ben Garant. Ben Garant, yeah. Ben Garant. The, the Reno 911 dudes. Yeah, they had their list of top movies, uh, Criterion movies. And I don't remember reading the, their description of it. I just remember seeing the thing. So let me look this up here so I can read you the 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 blurb that they wrote for it. Yeah, I don't even remember why we chose this one in particular besides it's... I guess it was supposed to be lighter-hearted. Well, like, well, they probably are going to do a lighter thing, you know? Yeah, which, I mean, overall, compared to In the Realm of the Senses and Antichrist, a much lighter film to watch. Right. Because well, number two was Brazil. I was like, I fucking love Brazil. Let's watch this one. I've never heard of it. Okay. So number one, they said... Uh, Alec Guinness said this was the greatest film ever made in his autobiography, My Name Escapes Me. So I rented it, and I've cried pretty much every day since just thinking about it. Ah. Alec Guinness was not wrong on this one. The film is so wonderfully Scandinavian, like a trip to Ikea, that makes you cry. That My life sense. as a dog will stay with you forever. Especially in the town, like when he goes to the town. like To I- Ikea. Yeah, Ikea tin. <laughs> As I called it. The the town where everybody has to go outside to look at stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everybody's everybody works at the same place, and they all know each other. And it kind of, it was kind of nice, almost. I'm like, oh, this is nice. It's a little town. Everybody. But then it was also weird. So I'm like, what kind of town is this where they just all run out to the street to watch a guy on a unicycle? Yeah. it's We're getting ahead of ourselves, but it's the town where if you go too far out to the outskirts, you realize it's modern day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, it's basically, oh it's the village, but in real life. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's start uh, with some alt titles right out the gate. Uh, sad stories with Ingmar. In- Ingmar. <laughs> Ingmar. Ingmar. Who is our... In the, in the, Ingmar. Ingmar is our titular dog. If you will. Uh, yeah. His life. Mm, well, he... I would it. say it's a metaphor, but he starts to take it... A, it it's like a kid who was told what a metaphor was. You're going to be the dog. And then he just starts to bark. Yeah, <laughs> so like, he doesn't understand. Metaphor no, is not a word he's learned. Let him, let him do it. It's, it's you fine. know what? It's easier. We'll just call the movie. We'll just call it "Life as a Dog." It's fine. So It'll this, work. this is uh, a really tough one to do notes on because yeah. so much of it is just like, here's a sad scene. Yeah. Here's another one. <laughs> like, that's the whole fucking thing. And then he would intersperse it with, like, a narration of, of... sad stories. Sad stories being like, oh, I feel like that man who got the kidney transplant in Boston. He died, but he made the paper, but he still died. I feel like... And like, I'm like, what story is that? I, it must have been a big one then. Maybe. Laika, the space dog. Yeah. She who, went up and is the first dog in space. Who starved her she's death. dead. <laughs> It's like the beginning of Magnolia. Have you ever seen Magnolia? Uh-uh. Okay, never mind. That was a bad segue then. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, I totally like the beginning of Magnolia. The beginning of Magnolia is fantastic. All right. But but I digress. So the, we have these like interstitial stories of later you realize is Ingemar sort of trying to process how cruel life is mm-hmm. with these other stories, sort of the whole... At least it could be worse. Right. He's it's like, it's like weirdly optimistic. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's searching for the silver lining. He's like, well, at least more or less all the morals, you should get that playbook. Yeah, the morals of it just seem like he is just well. At least I'm not dead. Like that's what he Almost, ta- his take yeah. away from it. He's like, it could be worse. I could be one of these other people who are dead. <laughs> so I, I guess. Got, so I got that going for or me. Or you could get your cock stuck in a bottle, which happens within like ten in the minutes. The first five minutes of yeah. that movie. 
it's like the, a really less fun American Pie beginning. Yeah. So his brother's like explaining sex to all these kids. He's like, "Yeah, you just put your the bottles upside down in a woman, and then you just like put it in there, and that's it. And then you hey, shoot it. Sh- oh. Come here and shoot your cock or put your cock into this bottle. Why? Just do it, and then it gets stuck. Yeah, naturally, because yeah. it's still a bottle. I mean, he's a little kid, but it's still a bottle. Yeah. But it was still kind of funny. It I felt funny. bad, but if, especially because he had to have like. His mom help him like work it out of there. Yeah, that probably was that was awkward, weird for him. Very strange. <laughs> I would have, yeah. I mean, I was actually more concerned that he was going to get it like sliced off because he breaks the kid, oh, his yeah, brother, yeah. to try to get it out, get his dick out of it, breaks the bottle against the wall. But yeah, like the rim is still on there. But the rim is still on. But I just had this concern that that was just going to slice his dick up, and they're like, oh no, don't show it. Don't if we show were still it, watching Antichrist, it. maybe. But oh, yeah. we're not watching it. They they didn't even show kid dick. Thank thankfully, God. They kid dick. Yeah, kid dick. Oh, there's other things. Uh, there was something extra gross about hearing the sex talk in Swedish too. Maybe it's because it was this dude, but it made it like extra gross. Ooh, because it's the, all in the throat. In the hernia. Oh, and then you take it in the bottle and you flip it up and then you shoot it in the hernia. You, you put the, your hole in the body and you shoot it in the boots in the bottom. And then you put the hoo hoo in the bottle and the bottle go to whoop and the baby go pop where Just imagine the Swedish meat or Swedish meatloaf, the Swedish chef's hands that are real doing like the finger in the hole. <laughs> Because it could. Ooh, and then the little girl and the little boy go whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> that pervert's back here with that puppet again. <laughs> Get him out of here. Uh, uh, that's a Muppets episode I would love to see. <laughs> Swedish chef and his and sex ed. Yeah. <laughs> you are not allowed within 500 yards of children. Ooh, no, and the little boy who. What the whoop, whoop. He still is all whimsical, but he's like a petter ass. <laughs> Oh, now I'm sad. I don't want to think of the Swedish chef as something evil. He's playing a character. He's okay. not really a player. Right. It's right. just in the movie. It's in the movie. Yeah, it's yeah, fine, yeah. then. I still have my Swedish chef up there. You can see him. Okay, yeah, it's all right. Okay, uh, so within, I would say, two minutes of getting his wiener stuck in a bottle and getting it out, he goes to talk to his mom, and then she starts coughing up blood. So yeah. right away, I was like, this is going to be hilarious. After the kid says that he has menopause, I'm like, I don't think you quite exactly... It was a joke. She smiled. They laughed. Okay. You know, it's a comedy. That's true. I guess. The levity. Maybe I wasn't quite... It ah, felt a little yes. heavy at that point in time. The levity. The levity. <laughs> That's also like... That should be... They should have a little subtitle. It's like... The levity. the levity, like when when that when the latter moments are happening, like they're meant this to be like this needs to be fun, and then it disappears. You're like, oh no, <laughs> bing 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 bing, it just yeah. flashes on the bottom of the screen. It's the bing, applause bing. sign. Here's your breather. <laughs> it's it's okay to smile at this moment. Yeah. Bing. So the mom starts coughing up blood. She's sick. Um, they uh, the boys apparently make dinner all the time, and we learn about Ingemar's dirty secret, which his is his drinking problem. What the fuck was that? He's like holding milk and his hand starts to shake and then he just like... He can't bring it up to his mouth to drink it or something? He dumps it in his face really quick. Was it a... I, think I thought maybe nervous... it was a joke. Initially I did. Yeah. But then they kept coming back to it. Yeah. But then they kind of showed it like later that he, if he went away, he could drink it fine. It was like a weird like nervous tick it seemed well, like. Well, maybe it's because his mom's crazy and his brother's a fucking cock. Could be. I fucking hate both of them. I know. And I wanted them both to die. I got half my wish. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking that it's like, this is what the, we, this is, uh, 
the world that the two kids from Jurassic World, the brother, the two brothers there, this is their daily life. It's just this, the way they act and that. Oh, Because yeah, the older yeah. brother's a huge asshole to him. And the kids But like, you can't get eaten by a T-Rex. Yeah. Bring it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's what it felt like. Like, this is just a window into their story. And they're, there's something smarmy about that brother's face. I just want to punch the yeah, fuck out of that brother's both, face. Both of them. Both yeah, of them in both movies. Yeah. Uh, and both of them, the younger brother, is probably supposed to be autistic, but they never really go that far. The which one? The younger brother. Oh, maybe. Well, maybe not Ingemar. Ingemar's too good with the ladies. He's fucking just a magnet. Right? He doesn't even, Jesus Christ. You know what his pickup line was? Hi. Hi. Piss myself. And that was it. And then the ladies just like, boom. All over. Old ladies, magnet. young ladies. He gets married in the first two minutes by cutting his finger open and then making the girl lick it. So and swishing like, it around in her mouth. Now we're married. That's it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> marriage customs you know, are strange in other in No, I was like, you know, that's... They kind of just boned. I guess yeah, that's close enough. Really not that far from it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, you get fluids, you swish it around inside yourself, and then... And then that's it. Yeah, you're married now. Yeah. Um. So I don't, I don't know if it was ever really explicitly said what they were doing, if it was just like a place they hung out. But she's like, I've taken my clothes off. Oh, the little girl and yeah. Ingeborg. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think know. It was just like a boy, like little little elementary school sweetheart sort of things, innocent things. But, but. I didn't know if they were actually like messing around down there because the dad found them. Yeah. Or if they were just like, I took my clothes off because that's what adults do. I feel like it was more that. Okay. It's like when you're an adult, you take your clothes off and lay next to each other. Right. I mean, she was still like in like a nightgown or something, but yeah. I didn't know what that whole scene was. She just took all she did was like she had stockings on and she had taken her stockings off that were right under her her dress. That was it. It okay. wasn't like she actually took her pants off. Yeah, I, I it was it was odd, but they're married now. Yeah, uh, but then that hardly comes up. That was like at the very beginning of the movie. We kind of just like backtracked a little bit. But. Yeah. So that that's when her dad finds him and is like, "Wait till I tell your mom." And it was like the very beginning needed the Charlie Chapman little tramp track because he like splashes the water in his face and then like pisses himself because his brother points a rifle at his yeah. head. Oh, that's hilarious! Ah. And then he like gets caught laying next to this girl in the uh, a dugout. Comedy of errors. Is yeah, what it is. He runs off to a junkyard and tries to start a fire to be warm and sets a whole <laughs> fucking tree on fire. <laughs> the entire junkyard catches fire. Yeah, so it was just like. Meanwhile, the whole time, his scrappy dog is his best friend there with him the whole time. You're like, oh, that's a cute little scrappy dog. I said, within, uh, let's see, six notes, they better not kill that Benji dog. uh, That's all it says. They better not kill the Benji dog. And that's when I messaged you. I was like, I can't take it finding out. Because I'm like... (laughs) Last last week was a, b- a bad week for me work wise in terms of hours. Like yeah. the working there is fine. I I went uh, I would say seventy five hours last week, <sighs> and like last night I got home at two in the morning. So this was me watching the movie in between outputs. I'd like set up a thing that takes twenty minutes, and I'll do like a little bit of this, and then come back to it. And I was like, I have to find out. I don't want to just be in the shit and then find out they kill a fucking dog. And I looked it up and found out. Spoiler alert. They fucking put his dog to sleep. And I'm like, Brian, I am legitimately upset. I was like, he's like, oh, God. No, no, no. It's not gross. I am mad. I was thinking it was had to do with something else, like later down the road, the issue that I had with it. Now, the dog said, I mean, it was very upsetting that they put the dog down. No, it was just like. In the way that they do, where it's like they don't ever tell him. And he everyone knows what him. Yeah. And there, there's 
there was no reason he couldn't take the dog with no, him. No, none at all. Zero. Zero. They're just like, it's going to go to a shelter. Yeah. And everyone's like, mm. but he's like, okay, will she like it there? It was, it was like the one fucking thing he had that he loved. Yeah, I know. That he could keep that didn't need to be taken away. Like, he was losing his mother. His brother was an asshole. Let him keep the dog. Let him keep the fucking dog! But <laughs> God damn it. But, Joey, this is Criterion Collection. And it's we, based on a and, semi-autobiographical novel. This is a Criterion Collection movie. We can't have nice things. That includes a dog. That is the best sub-tagline. For Criterion Collection. We can't have nice things. God damn it. I was so mad. I was like, you know what? There's one way we could make this kid's life worse. Take the dog from him. We're going to take the dog, and also the dog's dead. Because there was a one line. I think it wouldn't have been as worse, or wouldn't have been as bad, if not for this line where they show him taking... Like what looked like portrait, like family oh, yeah. portraits with the dog. With the dog, he's like, I. Her name was like Shock. Sikan. 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 He's like, I think I love Sikan as much as mom. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's that's awesome, and I'm, that's when I paused it. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> no. No. I was it was so sad. Like especially when he realizes what happens, and they they do this flashback where he's re- like re- chases the dog into his mom's room under the bed. His mom starts freaking out or whatever, but he's just kind of like playing with the dog under there, and then they're just kind of laying. He's like doing this ear, yeah, finger and ear thing, and the dog's just laying there, just like oh, I'm happy, I'm underneath. I'm like, and I like I watched that, and that's what got me. I was when I was watching, I'm like, oh god, this movie's awful. <laughs> they took that dog. From they the took the fucking ball. dog. Oh, just makes me so mad. Anyways, it was upsetting. It was very upsetting. Not quite what I thought it upset like, you the most, but that I almost and I fucking love John Wick. I almost did not watch John Wick. Yeah, that was rough. I am I am in Matt Loman camp of Hey, that movie looks good. Do they kill the dog? Yeah. Out I I won't I can see dudes get gunned down nonstop. They kill the fucking dog, I'm out. I know. They kill the fucking dog in the movie. At least. And not the metaphorical dog, like the kid. You know what, The nice thing about John Wick, though, is you get the payoff of him murdering all those people that killed his dog. Well, I guess you get the payoff of the mom killing the dog. The the real villain is the mom in this movie. That was my foot. Okay. The real villain is the mom. She's, like, fucking crazy and sick and is just like, I can't deal with you. I had kids. I won't call your dad, who's... Doing something with bananas. Oh, that's a lie. Oh, she's just gone. I think she he's just know. gone. He somehow had two kids, and he's just gone. Uh, well, they probably had two kids, and the guy probably abandoned her after the second kid. And then she just told the lie of, he's packing bananas in the equator. Yeah. Well, because he, the same thing. He can't of, come back, because what happened to the bananas? Exactly. The same thing is with the dog. The dog is going to a shelter. God, I, she got what she deserved. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't really. She wasn't really great. But she was also, like, sick with what I assume was super cancer or something yeah. i don't know you know what this what this movie was almost a play-by-play of was bop bop remember we watched it for a custom show from robokopsky it was the uh where the kid oh yeah the thief yeah thief movie yeah that's actually the name of it by the way is not bop bop was the foreign title for it yeah but... i mean kind of it was very similar where the mom but the mom the, the mom caused the problems and the kids suffered for it right and they probably killed but the dog. But she didn't really. <laughs> yeah, they probably did. But at least in this one, she, I feel like a big reason of her problems was just because she was sick. Like if she wasn't sick, she probably wouldn't be crazy. And that that's probably that's the fine. Problem. But I feel like, whereas in Bop, she was just 
actively doing dumb things. Yeah. Well, she died too. She also got what she She did. also died. It's one thing but... if criteria like Criterion t- style films cuz I don't think cri- uh, Bop is on it. But, you know, the moms get what they deserve. <laughs> that is true. If you're Criter- a bad mom, you're going to get it. <laughs> criterion, moms get what they deserve. <laughs> moms get it. Moms get it. <laughs> so, after my all title fucking kill the brother, uh we go to uh the mom is loses her mind and breaks down and just needs to sleep and sends the boys, quote, away again. So they've made God before. Yeah, alt title, away again. (laughs) Um, So what I thought was interesting is they send the older brother off to one extended family and they send Ingmar off to this other extended family where everything's way better. Yeah, it's literally a magical world. It is the best case scenario for this kid. Yeah, he He gets gets a... Away from his brother, he gets away from his dumb mom, except for the dog, that there was no reason he couldn't bring it with. Immediate upgrade, gets to hang out with, like, a fun uncle and fun aunt, gets to read weird, (laughs) an old man, weird underwear ads. Yeah, there's this dying old man that's renting, like, the bottom floor, and he's just like, read this. Read this to me. It's like, there's a soft cotton underlining, and he's just, like, closing his eyes, like, yes. Soft cotton panties. And then he always has it like under his blanket. I like that old dude. Yeah, it's really was funny. Great. That was fun. <laughs> uh, the whole town. I mean, there were some eccentric characters. Not quite as crazy as I would, I, I imagine. Honestly, from especially from the description, but it was still good. You, oh, you mean like how how eccentric, eccentric they were? Yeah, I yeah. kind of thought they might be a little more over the top, but it was they were more grounded eccentric people. Right. They all had jobs. Well, they, they all seem to work at this glass factory, which is also where his uncle worked, mm-hmm. that has a chill dude on a tightrope in the back for yep. no reason. No reason. Just right just by a dude the- dude tightrope. There's literal- a furnace. There's furnaces all around him, and this guy's on a tightrope, tightrope riding his unicycle, practicing there. I mean, okay. listen, you got sometimes you got to do things at work to to just like relax and, and get <laughs> into a good state of mind. Well, they were, they all, that was the same scene where you're doing like the big walkthrough of this glass factory the uncle works at. You see the tightrope man, and then you see this other dude yelling at another glass blower because he kept making vases with tits, which is amazing, which is great, <laughs> which is the greatest thing. I said, especially because it comes back later in the movie. because yeah. I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. I wrote down, "Oh my god, I want that! I want that jug. <laughs> That's amazing." The the master blower is like super pissed at this guy because all his vases have like actual boobs and like nipples and stuff. He's like, "This is not art," and he starts smashing. It's amazing. Them all. Uh, so yeah. This is where my other alt title comes in. This is after he sees like the factory and the house is trading up. Trading up, trading oh, yeah. up. That's good. Um, <laughs> so there's there's a couple of ladies that work in the factory. He's got his aunt, who uh, you call Gene Sim or not Gene Simmons, Gene Wilder, Gene Wilder, die Gene Wilder's uh, wife. Uh, but Gene Wilder is who looks like who looks kind of like. I don't want to say like a fatter, but like a slightly more healthy version of uh, the chick from, um, I can't remember her name now, but from... Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I'm so good at this. <laughs> it's uh, been a fucking year. The Jack Nicholson, <laughs> Jack Nicholas movie, murder. Jack Nicholas is a golfer. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. I said Jack <laughs> Nicholson first. Oh. <laughs> Shit, I cannot remember the Michelle name of the movie Pfeiffer. now. No. Batman. Oh, as good this. as it gets. The bucket oh, list. God. Oh, God. The <laughs> All Mac- the Jack Nicholson hits. Uh, crap. 
Little Shop of Horrors. The Shining. She looks he oh, looks okay. like the mom from The Shining a little bit. God. <laughs> was it harder to think of movies with me screaming other ones? No, <laughs> I think that I eventually got to it. I just um man. But turns out Uncle Uncle I'm going to keep calling him Gene Simmons. So, uh Curl, Uncle Curly is Gene Wilder is kind of super perv. Yeah. In like an endearing way kind of. So he has this album full of old pictures of women that he's like going through and showing Ingemar. He's like, he has yeah. the best description for a woman ever, yeah, which is I she has down. warm boobs. <laughs> she she like points out this lady, she's like, She had real warm boobs. Real warm boobs. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> yes. This this is the man I want to be friends with who describes <laughs> the warm boobs as being warm as a positive thing about her. Oh, that was awesome. Uh, so I guess the, the one thing that this town does to chill is play soccer. Cause there's like, which the, I was totally down with. I'm like, yeah, let's the, make that happen. Uncle Curly's on a team and then he puts Ingemar on a team and then there's this other immediately this kid's life is just better and better. Now he's like, and he's in a loving home. Now he's playing in team sports. He's talking about warm boobs. Talking about war- learning about the facts of life with his uncle <laughs> becoming a better well-rounded person. Well, they, he meets Saga, who is this other boy on the soccer team, who is not actually a boy. Spoiler. Yeah, you find Which out. Which you find out. Which, within uh, a minute of, like, after he, she's been Yeah, revealed. it's not like a crying game thing. No, it's, it's she just dresses like a boy so she can play just sports and stuff. I, if they hadn't said, I wouldn't have even thought twice. No. Yeah, so, um... <laughs> this girl who's really good, she's into boxing, she likes soccer like immediately befriends Ingemar, which is, this is like one of the first movies that I feel like we know the real names <laughs> like on a good chunk of the characters. Yeah, that's actually true. Although I don't know uh budget Gene Wilder's name, but I don't either. I don't remember. But, but Ingemar and Saga and yeah. yeah, anyway. And then the uh, the blonde girl is Breet. Oh, the original Breit. wife. Original wife? His original wife? Is or... that who that is? The one who does the sculpture? Oh, oh, her. No, I was talking about the one he he puts his bl- thumb blood in her mouth. Oh no, I don't know who that was. That okay. was Thumbblood Girl. Thumbblood Girl. Thumb Thumbbloodina. Thumbblood. Thumbbloodina. <laughs> like Thumbelina, but Thumbbloodina. So there there's this hilariously like it was one of those things where you see this happening and you're like, no, stop, 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 hop. This is awkward. Like they score uh Ingemar passes a ball to Saga and she scores. Yeah. And everyone's like celebrating and no one's celebrating with Saga because everyone knows she's a fucking girl. And so Ingemar goes and celebrates with her and then they fall down on the ground and they're kind of like, like hugging, hugging and rolling and around. And you're like, all right, I easy. I thought she tried to make out with him. It looked like it for a easy. second there. She was really excited <laughs> to be. She's like, finally, I, now is my time for Ingemar. <laughs> well, it was right after that. When all the boys are swimming, of course she can't. Right. They go up in like our bo- they box. Yeah. One glove each. Which can we talk about the boxing for a second? Was that not the most organized ch- uh, child sporting event you've ever seen? And I mean, like organized by kids. They had a ref. Oh. <laughs> who was like, no, end of round one. It's like, no, they went on points. Like just the amount of detail that those kids had in that boxing ring was astounding for having no adult supervision. That's true. It was I'd be a, like, are you bleeding? Yes. All right, you lose. It's, yeah. It's like, oh, cut me. I got to see. I can't see out there. And then they got, like, guys. They they have rounds where they sit down in the corners, and then, like, one of his friends comes over and, like, talks to him about it. Just, yeah, Like yeah. a real boxing match. It was pretty cool. It was. I was shocked at just the level of organization these kids had put this thing together. I was impressed. <laughs> I think I was also jealous. 
because I could never put anything together that organized. <laughs> no, what kid wants to be the ref? You got to live the in the, the town of Whimsy, I guess, and glass blowers. So what happens when you live in a socialist dream? And Sweden, Sweden. But seriously, what kid wants to be the ref? I don't. I'd like to be the ref. Oh, you kind of always get to do something, but you're not getting punched. But you don't. Have, yeah, but like if you're playing another sport, like do you want to be the umpire in baseball, or do no, you want to be balls hitting like dingers? You want to be hitting dingers. Hitting dingers. You want to hit some dingers. Is that a, a euphemism? If you want it to be. Yeah, I want to hit some dingers. Yeah, you can hit some dingers. So it the, is if your name is Saga. It's right after the the in the during the boxing training, like after the soccer match, quote unquote from Saga. Can you see my breasts? Asks the twelve year old. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, the kid on the couch just goes like Well, I assume it looked like he was flossing. I don't know what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. But he's it's just not like, that bad. No, no, I guess not. Should I be looking? This is like a nine year old boy. He doesn't understand. Well, this is a feeling. Of course, Pussy Magnet Ingmar. That is true. Like, Ingmar colon Pussy Magnet. Also, he's married, so he's very faithful to his first wife. Right. So. Right. Well, he. This is where they. He helps her strap her in. Yeah. I feel like this is a prequel to like Million Dollar Baby in Sweden. Sweden. Yeah. So a Sweden Million Dollar Baby. And Much in the way that they have Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, this yeah. is kind of the same thing, except right. it's a prequel that we just continued the story with Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, no, it was, God, that was weird, especially with, this is the part, or this is near the part where I thought you had the problem with it, because this is the biggest problem I had with it, was he, like, helps her tape up her fake boobs, and then, like, later they're playing soccer, and... They end playing soccer and they go back to the barn where the they do all the boxing at, mm-hmm. and they're boxing. And she's like, "Oh, I gotta take this thing off." Well, he helped me take this thing off, and so he helps her unwrap the straps oh. that are around her. And then there's just like, boom, little twelve year old girl, yeah. like boob. But it was, I mean, it looked like a swelled up mosquito bite. Yeah, but it's just like I'm like, ah, why are they showing I'm like, this? That's- that's not allowed. Yeah. Put that I, away. I was very uncomfortable in that moment. Like, was that necessary? I, hadn't, I don't understand. To be fair, I had got to this point when I started messaging you about how mad I was. Yeah. And I just wrote, well, there is a preview boob. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I wrote something very similar to the effect of, it's like, it's another prepubescent boobs. Oh, God. Pre-pew Unne- boob. oh, unnecessary shot of prepubescent boobs. <laughs> Well, we skipped a little detour here, a detour that I kind of liked. Going okay, back to sorry. the titty vase man. Yeah. Um, we'll call this section of the movie, um, Welcome to Wet Comer's Blowing Shack, <laughs> colon, for art. For art. <laughs> so Right in the Criterion wheelhouse. Yeah. The, for art. The comb over or the weird like front, what, what would you call that? He's got that little patch of hair on the front and it's bald around it, but then it goes down on his it's just a balding it's just the like way a front he rat tail yeah front <laughs> rat tail that's a good way to describe okay. it okay um he convinces the hot chick that ingomar is like you know hitting on for like being a kid he's like you're beautiful blah blah blah. like that 30 year old like woman blonde what, woman that the uncle's kind of weirdly jealous about yeah and he's like i need you to be nude i'm gonna make a sculpture it's gonna be awesome and he's i think he's like legit he's an artist it's yeah. like what he wants but he like Tells her to get naked, and she makes Ingemar go, but not watch, so she can have somebody there. Is like he won't try. Any- yeah, 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 the idea of is that he won't try to do any. It funny makes stuff. it less sexual if there's like a kid there, right? Exactly. Like, just in her head. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I think he was legitimately trying to be artistic. Yeah. 
So he like has her lay on her back naked, holding up like it's gonna be holding up with this baby. And Ingomar, after a couple of visits, gets pissed off that he can't see anything and climbs up onto the roof. Yeah. And like looks down. There's a, a skylight above, yeah. directly above where this woman is just laying completely naked with like legs in the air for this pose for this wider sculpture. Wider apart. Wider apart. Lift yeah. Lift it up. Spread your legs more. But it was like all that shit is what he was saying. But again, I don't think it was like gross. No, it was. It was just funny because Ingmar had to hear all of it, and yeah. he's just like, Ugh. so he he crawls up on the roof in the skylight and then falls through the fucking skylight. Yeah, which considering like everything that's happened in this movie so far, miraculously is not a big deal. No, not at all. I just love it because she's just like, oh, Ingmar, you little scamp. Yeah, which yeah. is kind of the best way to go about saying it because like he's gonna do anything. He's just being like a curious nine year old boy. But, is he nine? Did they say? I don't know. I just uh, assume. I, I thought he was 12. I don't know. He could be. And he's like in that range of not puberty, but he could be 14, but he could also be nine. Yeah. He kind of looks like that. <laughs> yeah. Puberty hasn't hit him, so we don't know his exact age, but he's right on the cusp of it. Yeah. Which is what all the ladies are about. They're all about that cusp in age. They can smell the, some sort of th- pheromone. They or know he's like, going to be growing soon. They know he's fruiting soon. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Soon I will pick at thee. It's after, so it's after that he falls through the glass, though, he goes back home, right? Yes. It's into the loving arms of his horrible, horrible mom. Crazy mom. And shitty fucking brother. Yep. Let's take you back out of this weird, the village paradise. (laughs) Go (laughs) back. Leave your oasis in the forest. Yeah. Uh, So he, you know, this is a really brief thing is they get home. He sees original girl again. Mom is still sick, so I don't know why Even they went sicker. home. Yeah, so she goes to the hospital. Yeah. Like, immediately. Like, okay, what was the fucking point of this? Like, this whole chunk of the movie could have been cut out and just be like, oh, yeah, your mom died. Yeah. He'd be like, okay. It goes back to, like, Same thing. hanging out with the I naked the lady in the blowing check. I think the important thing that we had to see here is that they, they go to the hospital to visit their mom, and, like, he, they have the little inter- exchange um, between them. But the important thing to show from this is that even at a hospital, Ingemar's getting play. Because <laughs> that girl walks by as he's sitting there, and he just goes, hi. And then the girl goes, hi. Then she kind of smiles and, like, scampers off a little bit. When they're waiting to see his mom? After, like, his older brother goes in, he sits back down outside. Oh, And then okay. the other girl walks by. I think he just wanted to reinforce that Ingemar, Pussy the ladies get it. Pussy they get magnet. what he's putting out there. Let's call that this. That's all title. All title. Pussy magnet. <laughs> it's kind of a like. It, it really puts you in a, a different headspace than what the movie actually is. Yeah, but, but it's also the the most accurate description of pussy magnet you could have because it's <laughs> a, out of his control. These women are just drawn to him. Yeah, I don't know what it I is. I don't know what it is. Way to go, Ingemar. He's got it. I think they just really like that that the barking thing he does. Yeah, which. I, I don't know if that was a holdover because like his uncle started like messing with his uncle's wife, so it was it was his wife, Gene Wilder's wife, and started like barking and like trying to get up her dress and like stuff, playfully. Yeah, just like razzing her, and then uh, yeah, Ingemar started doing it too. But I don't know if he knew what it meant. I think he's just like I like dogs. Yeah, that's cool. I think it was more that's like oh we're doing a dog thing. I love dog things. So he he would like kick into it every once in a while. Well, basically twice. Yeah, he did it that time, and then at the end of the towards the end of the movie. <laughs> Sorry, I just read one of my notes. <laughs> oh God, what was it? It's 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 jumping ahead a tiny bit, but I don't know. I mean, we're kind of like hopping all around, so it's not that big a deal. <laughs> I just said, man, Ingmar would be in such a better place without his family. The next note says, 
he bought a toaster and it killed her. <laughs> yep. Uh, you need to, hey, shitty brother, split this toaster with me. She's going to fucking die. You're a dick. You're a dick. And then he goes and buys a toaster with his original, like, little wife. Yeah. It comes back with a toaster and his mom's fucking dead. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Oh, God, yeah. That was... <laughs> yep, toasters kill moms. Apparently. Kill, uh, alt title, killer toaster. Well, I think he bought a toaster and it killed her is also pretty good. <laughs> just, just leave, leave that, that as the alt title? Yeah. Like, yeah, well, I wonder when this titular toaster's coming up. <laughs> why not? It's a Criterion movie. It could have an entire sentence for a title. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the after our brief stint back home, still haven't seen Sikan, um, the dog. Like, yeah. why can't I get Sikan? Oh, he, she's still at the thing. Okay. He Oh, he goes... So, yeah, brief stint at home. Mom dies. He goes... He gets shipped back to the magical village, but it's wintertime. Mm-hmm. And he's having dinner, and that's where his uncle's like, "Oh, you know, things have changed since you've been gone." Because they find out the house they've been living in was owned by the glass company. So the people who live below, there's like a Greek family there well, now. And Uncle Uncle Pervy Man died. Uncle Pervy Man died. Um, and his wife, who also lived there, Uncle Pervy Man's wife, uh, moved away, to, like down the street. Mm-hmm. There's all these Greek people, and he's like, "Oh, we have all these Greek people. You can't actually like sleep here, but you'll still eat and like live here." So, yeah, but you have to go sleep with Uncle Pervy Man's wife. This old lady. This old lady. She's fine. She's fine. She's like a nice Usually old lady. Usually that's like how, like, okay, here's the sad part, like, because she's like a horrible bitch. Yeah, but and She's no. just like, eh, it's, it's nice, nice to have, have someone, someone around. I, I'm glad I didn't have to move my dead husband's bed. It was heavy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can sleep on it. Yeah. Which are right next to each other, which is a little weird. A little awkward. But yeah. So, but that's... Still better than living with mom. In yeah. his own bed. <laughs> and he's not... Understandably, he's not happy about that, but he asks to have his dog brought back to him because he still doesn't know yet that his dog is dead. Yeah, I guess what I read on the Wikipedia page when I messaged you is it's revealed to him that he's not been at a shelter that has euthanized his dog for no reason. Because it was like supposed to be the 50s and they don't care enough about dogs in the 50s. So mad. I know, it's disappointing. Um, I don't like it at all. Joey, I'm right there with you. I just, this However, is, they kill the fucking dog. The young girl boobs threw me off. Again, right here. Here. Oh, here, Ingemar, are my young underage boobs again. Yeah, I'm going to show. Look, she, she he comes back. He meets with the girl, Saga. She's like, oh, they've grown. Look, shirt open, clear as day. For a while. Very uncomfortable. I, well, Very uncomfortable. I started being like, okay, there's like nothing there. I wondered if they were because I couldn't tell it she was a girl. Yeah, it's like I wonder if they were, it was a dude and they were like just trying to make that look more. No, but I think it was. I think it was. It was. I think it was a real thing, and yeah. I was very, very uncomfortable with it. And the end result of this scene, the reason the scene exists, is she just wants to see some dick. Yeah, basically, just show me your dick. Yeah, she's again. It's that Ingmar magnet, that pussy magnet. Sometimes she's to his detriment, it. you know. Yeah. It's like you show me yours, I'll show you it's mine. A tiny violin. Yep. Sorry, sorry, Ingmar. Sometimes you got to show some. Let's shaft. check it out. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's find out. So he won't do it, and it pisses her off because she feels like he's not like reciprocating or doesn't like her, like or... her as much as she likes him, yeah. and type of thing. So it's a it's a 
12-year-old girl not knowing how to express her feelings like all 12-year-olds because they're 12. But I like that even though she was young and she's never seen a dick and wanted to see a dick, she still knew to be like, oh, it's because it's so small. You must have to get it out with a tweezer. <laughs> she still knew how to like get right to the core. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, like, you got a tiny little dick, huh? Tiny, tiny dick? Tiny Is that, dick? You probably got a tiny dick. Can't find it, can you? <laughs> yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. I bet Christ. that's what it is. Like, Jesus, you just went like the complete opposite. <laughs> Uh, so that, that, that puts them in a little like awkward space for a while. And then Ingemar starts, the pussy magnet returns with this other girl with a really gross face. Yeah. And gets, but it invited. doesn't matter because all girls want Ingemar. Right, apparently. Truly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the, you, this other girl invites Ingemar to a party. Oh, dear, come to the party. Only because of the way this girl was. It was like all teeth. He's like, is that? Can you even hear that? Yeah, I can. That's making me uncomfortable. Just trying to do it too. Um. So they go to the party and Swedish mating call. I hate it. Let's all eat these really suggestive hot dogs by each other. Yeah. Go do the party on the little bun and whoop whoop. Put the hoo-hoo in the bun. Let's all eat these gross, like, barely cooked hot dogs. Yeah. Party! This is where we see the secret about his drinking problem, where he can drink if he leaves wherever he's eat trying to drink water at. Oh, yeah. He's, like, trying to drink it out of the cup, and his hand, like, seizes up. Runs upstairs and is like, oh, finally water. <laughs> yeah. that Which is where old gross girl finds him and then has the showdown with Saga. It's like, hey, what are you doing in here? We're going to go box. Like, And then it, the party immediately gets sidelined so that all the kids can go to their boxing ring. Because Ingemar starts, like, barking at her. And, yeah, like, she's barking like, at she's Saga. Like, so. She's like, oh, I'm going to take you away from this other girl. And Ingemar's like, I don't know what's going on. And then he <laughs> tries to go back and then he just reverts to dog mode. To, um, uh, he finally, it's because he finally fucking snapped. We, we finally see it took him become, the whole movie. We but... finally see him turn his life into a dog. Aww. Aww. Uh, but yeah, he, Ooh, the bark, bark. he barks, barks because he loses his mind, 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 mind. <laughs> and starts barking at Saga and she gets all pissed about it. So he's like, they're strapping the gloves on and he's still in the corner just going, arf, arf, arf. It's like he's gonna fucking kill her. Yeah, <laughs> they let I would him be scared go. If I was her, they let him go. She's dead. Yeah, I don't know. Like what exactly? It was like the two girls were fighting, and so he just they like, were fighting over him, and oh. then he acts weird, and then she's just like, "I'm gonna box you," and then they go to the and boxing I was, ring. You know, I wish I could recut that scene where they were fighting over him. Because the two girls are fighting literally over Ingemar. Yeah, and I want to cut to him just like looking at it, just open mouth. Like, idiot Ingemar. Yeah. And then back to them fighting over him. Back to Ingemar, just... Like, just fucking blank slate. Slack-jawed. Yeah, just like... Maybe he's. it's because he hardly says anything. Yeah. He's like, I like you. You... I can... I can... You can manifest whatever I want. He, because you're such thing. a non-person. He's blank... He's just doing this blank slate because he's married. He's oh, got a right. lady. Yeah, that's right. He's committed. She drank his blood. Right? Of course. These these women in front of him, they're they're inconsequential to his true love. <laughs> the blonde girl from Act One. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Credits on the thing. Blonde girl from it's, Act One. It's hootie hoo ba doo ba doo. 
credited as blonde girl, girl actual, actual. blood drinker. <laughs> blonde girl, maybe vampire. <laughs> uh. So th- this is when uh, he's barking as a dog, and Saga gets really pissed. She's like, your dog's dead. And then he loses his shit. Like, what? It's like, literally everyone fucking knows, dude. Your dogs yeah. are dead, and you're an idiot, and your dog's dead. They put it to sleep. And so that's that's finally... And then he, he like, wails on her for a little bit. Then she knocks him off the this loft in the barn that they all <laughs> fart on top of, fight on top of. <laughs> fart on top. Also fart on top of. <laughs> It's a secret weapon. Yeah. So that that's when it kind of sets up the whole conceit of the movie of Ingemar wakes up, sees everyone, is like his mom's dead, his dog's dead, and everything kind of sucks. So he runs and locks himself in that like little party shack his yeah, and the back uncle of the, built, back Uncle of Curly house. built, yeah. and is reflecting on all these stories, which he didn't really bring back up. But kind of after these smaller vignettes, it would cut to the shot of outer space that they're slowly pushing in on where Ingemar is telling all these sad stories that he's been he's trying to process how life could be worse. Yeah, which is all of the stories is I could be dead. <laughs> yeah, I could be that dog. Could be that dog in space. That's dead. That's dead. Um, so barks. Uh, I'm sorry. He is told the dog's dead, runs to the shack and kind of has like two days of just like this fucking sucks sleeps in the shed and then it ends because they all go out and like watch the crazy guy yeah this guy who's been putting a roof on the a house the entire movie decides that he needs to go for a swim which i assume means he's trying to kill himself in the water i don't really understand i i didn't either i thought at first it was the tightrope guy but yeah it's but not. it's not it's just this other guy yeah it was a guy it's the roof sw- guy yeah I, I don't know it was a, cra- a small town like oh let's go watch yeah. and then every so- all of a sudden everyone's like uh, he might die soon. Yeah, he like goes underwater, and everybody's panicked for a second. Like, oh, is he dead? And then he ends up on the other side of this bridge, just like sitting in the the water. In the water, probably balls nude. Yeah, yeah, but it's like there's snow on the ground. But you That's know what? Fucking cold. Takes Ingemar out of his funk, and he's ready to go again. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, Saga, I'm down. Let's go. And then they become boyfriend and girlfriend because she's wearing a dress now. Yeah, so it's like, very obvious that she's a girl. She's now a girl, and they do their dumb little rocket. In the sky, like yeah, uh, which we skipped over beforehand, but it which was is fine. Fine, it's not that important. It's like a zip line. It's just sucks. more magical wonder of this town. Yeah, things that would not really exist in real life, and they're not like aliens or robots. Yeah. It's like this dumb zip line built like a rocket because that's all they have in this town. Sure, why not? I mean, they don't have Xboxes right at this time <laughs> in their life, so they got to do something. Yeah, I don't know. You can't box all the time. It just ends with them like the town kind of listening to this. Boxing Which was match. confusing because the boxer they were listening to, his name was Ingemar. Yeah. Which I thought, is this like the a future? future? Yeah. And he's too. actually about. And no, it's not at all. Yeah. Ingemar's just laying on a couch with Saga, Saga. and they're asleep, and the boxing match is on the radio. Yeah. And a movie. Yeah. That's the best way to describe it. That's yeah. the end of the movie. Like the way that we just said the sentence and then sit there. That's what it was like that's, to watch that's it. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Very, very much the same. It's like, I've run out of ink. Yeah. Well, my pen. I guess it should just end. It was right before this happened. I looked at the time because I'm like, this has got to be getting near the end. I checked but it constantly for this. I only watched it only at the end. And then it said two minutes left. I was like, thank God, because this doesn't make sense. Like, it seemed like it should have ended five minutes ago, mm. but it's still going. I'm like, no, how much longer <laughs> am I in this movie? Well, it's that's interesting. It went so well for you because I was fucking just maybe it was because I started so angry. Could be. I 
was like, this is the longest one. We it watched Seven a, Samurai, and this was the longest one. It didn't seem that long to me compared to like some of the other ones that we've watched. Where, yeah, like we were like I said, we were just constantly checking. But it was. I'll watch Antichrist again. No, no, I'm never gonna watch Antichrist oh, before again. this. I would watch Antichrist. I would watch again. this beforehand because at least this, like, I probably wouldn't watch. There Solo were a couple again. moments in this one when I went, ha, yeah. So where Antichrist, I was just, I didn't want any part of it. At all, <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want a part of it. All my my entire instinct, all my instincts, in my body were uh, flight. I didn't have any fight for that movie. It was I want to turn this off and go do something else. I I think mine though. It's like I hit that middle ground. Like oh, this could be bad. This could be bad. I'm gonna see how bad it gets. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you you fell into that hole. I was just like, this could be bad. Oh no, oh no, I want to go. Like I want to leave. I don't want any more of this. I want to see what they do. Show me what you're doing. Oh, God. And it's still better than Eraserhead. Fuck that movie. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the goal is to find one worse than Eraserhead. Haven't done that yet. Three reasons from Criterion. Do they have three reasons yes. this time? Number one, the, this is why, three reasons why My Life is a Dog is on the Criterion Collection. Number one, mm-hmm. the innocence of childhood. Oh. I'm assuming that's boobs. Yeah. Number two... The comfort of extended families. Okay. Okay. Sure. Number three, you'll need an extra box of tissues. And I'm assuming it's not because of the boobs. <laughs> no, not because of number one. I've read that one. And I was like, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's she's 12. That's fucking gross. Gross, but, gross. But you know what's sad? There's probably somebody out there, people out there, like, this is the beginning of their dark side. Well, it could be, but there's that middle section with, like, the girl with sweet tits. Yeah. With the, the artist lady. Yeah. She's got pretty good tits. Yeah, but you barely see them. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's, right. that's good tits. Yeah, she has, she has some warm tits. Yeah, all right. We're done, done with the chauvinism. All right. Yeah. Brian, My three give reasons. me your three reasons. Well, I mean... I guess two of them are very similar to theirs, but more specific. Okay. Whereas, uh, we'll teach them how to drill down. You know, like get to the right, core. get to the core. So uh, number one, I'll have eccentric Swedes because of the town having their. I did like people. seeing eccentric Swedes. No, no, that's a good one. Uh, number two would be twelve-year-old bubes. Okay, I don't know if I would. I have something on here, but we'll get to it. Yeah, yes. I feel like it's a bigger part. I would not say that is a plus. No, it's not a plus, but that's one of the reasons why this is a Criterion oh, film. Oh, okay, got this it. This is the okay. three reasons why this movie is a Criterion collection. Sure. And one of them is they're not afraid to show prepubescent boobs. Right. And and make you feel very awkward about it. Right. Uh, again, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> and then number three was child organized sports. <laughs> okay. That really just resonated with They did you. a really good job with that, and I feel like that's an important lesson to teach kids that, you know what, somebody's got to be the ref. And you can still have fun. All right. Uh, I'm going to do a, a little bit of a switcheroo for mine. I'm okay. going to read my taglines first. Okay. Because I have some uh, tagline pitches for the poster. Okay, go for it. And then we'll go into my three reasons. Okay. So, tagline number one. The feel better about yourself movie of the year. <laughs> okay. You know I say? Like, the feel good movie of the yeah. year. Uh, next one. Fuck you, kid. <laughs> uh, last one. The dog dies. Skip it. That's the best one. <laughs> so, reason number one, it's a different take on torture porn. <laughs> it's all emotional torture emotional porn. Emotional torture porn, I, I guess. Rather than see this kid be, like, physically abused for an hour and a half, 
I want to see him break because everything in his life gets taken away. His spirit needs to be totally crushed. The problem is that at the end, it's not. It's fine. It's fine. But even throughout most of the movie, he's not like dealing with. He's so dumb, he doesn't know how bad he has it. Yeah. (laughs) And then that goes back to the description of like the kid is acting. And what they say is like a very mature but untouched performance of the kids. Like, does that mean he doesn't react? Because he kind of doesn't react to a lot of it. Pussy magnet. Yeah. (laughs) Number two, uh, insight into Swedish marriage rituals. It's good. It's good. Number three, for being a movie with nudity that we've watched that I can't write them tits as a reason, (laughs) though circuitously I just did anyway. (laughs) It's like by saying that something doesn't exist makes it exist. Yeah, exactly. It's like the Rocco's Basilisk um, thing. Thing. Um, So I wrote this. I wrote my my synopsis. It's one of my lesser favorites I've written because it was like one, and I was angry. So this isn't as good as usual. That's fine. This is the the Criterionaut rewritten synopsis for My Life as a Dog. Sometimes you really just need to see someone that has it worse than you to realize how good you have it. I hate myself most of the time, but you know what? I don't want to kill a fucking dog to feel better about myself. <laughs> the mom sucked. Fuck the brother. Get your wiener stuck in a bottle. Kind of funny. Two stars plus half for finally no penetration. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought we'd get to that point, but yeah, I'm glad there's no yeah, penetration. That's, that's what I was saying. It's like, <laughs> thank you know, God. This is kind of a nice, nice thing. Nice I was break. fucking bored seeing it go in all the time. <laughs> yeah. It kind of loses its muster after a while. You're just like, ah, oh, this isn't as fun. Well, I mean, to be fair, coming from the realm of the senses with the most penetration. Oh, my there's God. There's more penetration in, in the realm of the senses than pornos. Yeah. And eggs. Yeah. So I, it was, I, I'm glad we watched it, but we, we uh, let's go back in. Where are we going next? What was the one? We're going deep. We're going to go with The Night Porter next. A story about a a Nazi, an ex, uh, an ex, what is it? War. SS. SS. Yes. Nazi who, uh, and and it's the girl that he tortures. They have a sadomasochistic relationship. Mm. So. It's hot. Expect some sort of disclaimer on that one. It's going deep again. We're going back into the shit. We've cleansed our palates. (laughs) Pallets? Yeah, well, now we're it's going like, back in. It's like two on, one off. It's yeah. like the cycle. And yeah. Then, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. I, I feel bad about the one after this one where I've already, <laughs> I'm so upset from this this coming one that I have to go do another one. <laughs> well, I was uh, I was watching this at work, you know, with, with my door open, and then they those like 12-year-old boobs show up. I'm like, no! <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that! <laughs> this is a workplace! <laughs> this is inappropriate! It's a place of business! Get out of here! What are you doing? Oh my god! Fucking sweet, boo boo. Oh, that was unnecessary. I feel weird. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Criteria Nuts. Uh, you can write into us, criterionuts at gmail dot com. We'll look at it. Uh, I will say, out of all the shows on Explosive Magical, Criteria Nuts mm-hmm. has the most active commenters on the website. That's because everybody wants to. T- everybody's got a feeling about a thing. Yeah, they got them hot takes about that. Our hot takes. These movies. These movies got a lot of got a lot of opinions. Which is good. Them. Which is good. I like. Like a lot of people seem to. It's kind of like a love hate thing that I feel like we have with Criterion. It's, it's like there's no love. You don't love it at all. I love it. None of it. But it's like people like yeah I watched it, it, was, it, was, it was, yeah. you know like that's kind of the vibe you get 
and anyone who talks about these movies. I, I hate these movies, all of them. <laughs> like, I give them ratings so I can, like, maybe find the silver lining in some of them. You hated this movie, too? I didn't hate it, like... You like, hated Modern Times? I didn't hate it like Antichrist hate it. But I, these are movies scanners. I would never watch. I don't care about Scanners. It's like, okay. whatever. Okay. okay. I mean, I still like Sanford Samurai, but... Yeah. I would just... Spaghetti? <sighs> oh, no spaghetti. <laughs> never want spaghetti again. Rosemary's Baby was cool, I guess. Yeah, it was good. But, I feel like we've we've had a pretty good mix of good movies and like holy shit, this is the awful. problem is is that the awful ones are so awful that they taint everything else. So okay, my yeah. general feeling going into these movies is not good. No matter what it's gonna be. The only way it would possibly be good is if I'm watching like The Rock or Armageddon, where I'm like, Oh, I know what these movies are. This uh, is fine. Yeah. That uh, I know uh, they're I, I know they're know. bad, but I grew up watching them, so it's okay. I bet they haven't aged that great. No, The Rock is aged. I've seen The Rock more recently. Really? Yeah, it's fine. I fucking love The Rock when it came out. The Rock's still I watched Rock. it a lot. Yeah. But I, you know, like that was before Nicolas Cage was Nicolas Cage's now. Yeah. So I don't know. That was the... Nicolas Cage Prime. That was Prime Yeah, but Nicolas I don't know Cage. if going into that you're like, oh, fucking Nicolas Cage. No, like, no, no, no. You'd go back you're like, yeah. That's Stanley Goodspeed? Is, yeah, this is Stanley Goodspeed, man. This is, <laughs> his lineage was Godspeed <laughs> to wish someone good well, a good journey. And he bought a Beatles record. Before it was cool. <laughs> he sees who finally killed JFK. What? At the end, when they get the microfilm. Oh, right. I forgot that's a dumb, like, sequel setup yeah. thing. Honey, you want to know who killed JFK? Dumb. Sunset. <laughs> Into the sunset they drive. Uh, all right. Well, at Criterion Outs on Twitter. Uh, Hit us up. Yeah. Comment on uh, the website. And I've said it before. If you want to help out Criterion Arts, if you want to help out Explosive Magico, go to explosivemagico.com. Bookmark our Amazon referral link. You just shop like normal. So it's normal. And then we get a tiny little bit of it. A little bit. It's fine. Not a big and then deal. We, I, then we can keep giving you somewhat quality content. Somewhat, yeah. You know, we'll watch movies for you. <laughs> yeah, we'll absolutely watch We'll watch the movies so you don't have to. Yeah. So it's if you have it, if you, if you go to Amazon, really, it doesn't... Uh, change your process at all other than enter amazon through our link and you'll help us keep the lights on yeah that's all we really want lights warm lights lights to warm our i also bought an archiving service that's kind of expensive oh look at you so fancy it's through amazon too ironically oh it's just another bill for all of this (laughs) uh what's what was the movie again we're doing we're doing the night porter the night porter it's on Hulu. I'm sure it'll be hilarious. We'll see you next time. I'm Criterion uh, Joey. I'm Criterion uh, Brian. Haley. Oh.